Hello, everybody. My name is Vince Valentine, and this is Bottom Line with Valentine. Now, today we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects from school. And no, it's not math, as some people would assume, which is a safe assumption, knowing that I have a finance degree and I had ease with accounting classes and whatnot. But no, no, no. It my favorite subject was uh, history. Still is. I love history. It, it, history to me, it's it's just this time remnant of of just movies. You could just think of it as movies in a sense. Like if it's done right, and it has to be taught right. It has to have some engagement. That that's why some people just can't do history because it it really becomes this thing of some monotone description of a certain time period or event now it depends it really depends on who you have or what's happening or even along the lines if if there's a certain time period uh you're fascinated with like uh for example my father he adores he he's just so in love with the romans ancient rome and whatnot uh funny enough the word ancient means uh before any uh written history so technically when we say ancient Greek, Roman, Egyptians, they actually all have something written. Um, so it kind of misconstrues that whole word of ancient. Ancient actually just means something without any written history itself. So uh, basically Cro-Magnons and Neanderthals, they didn't have any history or hi- written history. So technically that's ancient. But I'm digressing here. I mean, that's the point of the show anyway. But... Uh, my dad, he can watch anything regarding the Romans. Let it be this uh, Ben Stein-sounding guy or some, you know, vivid depiction of Romans. He'll love it because he, he's just 100% focused on that subject and time period because that's what he likes the most. But with me, I like any period. Actually, I wouldn't say any period. Uh... The Dark Ages, that's kind of my little, uh, I wish I could just edit this out. Basically between the Battle of Hastings of 1066 to uh, 1571, because that's before the Renaissance. And once it gets to the Renaissance, I'm like, okay, this is where I can kind of get going. Because during that whole area of history, it's just dark, it's depressing, it's just, it's interesting, yeah, but... I'm, I just don't like it. There's nothing exciting to me, at least, especially when it comes to some philosophers or art styles during that time. It's just, it gets it gets boring for me. Uh, you know, bubonic plague and all this, but anyway, history to me, I had great teachers. I had great professors, and it was it was told to me in this kind of vivid way and just so intriguing to me. I mean, there's so many interesting things about history that you're either not taught in school or you're just you never hear. Great call is uh, the War of 1812. A lot of people don't know this, but and it's it's a little known fact. But there was a storm that happened on the East Coast where it was just raining and everything and tornadoes ended up happening. And because of this storm and these tornadoes, it killed more British casualties than the actual American soldiers. That's just something they don't teach you at all. 
but it is a little known fact. I mean, it's just things you have to delve in deep and find. I just watched it on the History Channel, and, you know, it was just very interesting to me. Another one was where, you know, Mayans and the Inca, like, the way they're depicted from what we see is, like, they just died out. But, I mean, that's just that's just kind of the narrative. Once the settlers came, it was, that was done. No. The Mayan never died out. And the settlers were never around them. Yeah, it's taught the Spanish came and they took over the mine and that was it. No, it was kind of more of like descendants of the Mayan and Aztecs. But the real Mayan people, they just ended up leaving their old, uh, you know, villages and temples. And it was just, I think it was because if I remember correctly... Uh, drought and weather change during the time so basically all the crops and the harvest died out and also because of like certain uh, infestations of certain bugs but basically these people didn't die they said oh well this place sucks and they just left <laughs> the 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 mine people were never really conquered that's what we're told yeah but uh they just left and and then they just intermingled with each other and with the aztecs and all this and and then the settlers came years later. But that's what it was. So kind of the Mayan people were still there and their traditions were still there. But from what we are told, it's not really the Mayan and Aztec people. Those were before. It's just the descendants of those people. A great one is Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, during the time around the 1890s, he was the police commissioner of New York way before he was president and whatnot. So he wasn't a big proponent against or a proponent for alcohol. So what he did as police commissioner, he kind of like limited and banned alcohol way before the Volstead Act or, you know, the the uh, <laughs> 21st Amendment. Wait, oh, no, I got that wrong. The 18th Amendment, the 18th Amendment. That's what banned alcohol. Got Almost got me there. But anyway. Uh, this is way before any of that. So he does all this. And during the time, the German-American people, they were the uh, the heavy hitters and the main patrons of bars and alcohol consumption. So and it still is today in, in a lot of European countries where alcohol is kind of a uh, pastime drink or, you know, just no nothing to get inebriated by. Just just something to, to drink. It's just their norm. So a lot of the German Americans would just drink beer and whatnot. So after at the time police commissioner Roosevelt kind of limited and banned bars during in, in New York there they said, you know, this is just this is getting out of hand. We need a rally. So the German American people ended up rallying and they told Roosevelt, you know, you better be there. And so while they're rallying and having this parade, one of them says, you know, like where's Roosevelt? And lo and behold, Roosevelt was there and he said in Germany, you know, I'm over here. And so when when the German Americans looked over, they're like, oh, crap, he's actually here. And because of that, the German American people saw how courageous and like ballsy he was and said, you know what? We're not even mad. And like, you know, they were kind of still, um, I guess, stung by the fact, but 
they said, oh, you know, we have some respect for Roosevelt for actually, you know, heading out and being here because, you know, you have this level of basically being threatened and you're over here and you're just out in the open. So that, that was just an interesting thing, thing to me. Uh, the <laughs> excuse me, let me just take a sip of my coffee. Oh, I love coffee. If you don't love coffee, that's okay. Coffee is kind of a strong thing. I've had it since I was like a baby. So it it really is one of my favorite pastime drinks <laughs> besides any other drink out there. Coffee is just one of my favorites. I either will have a cup or two a day. Uh, it's kind of bad where I've become dependent on coffee. Um, I make my own. I don't buy anything from like a coffee shop, especially any certain chain coffee shops. But... Uh, be, I mean, it's just overpriced and, you know, you can compare things. It's just the brand. It, I remember, like, the last episode I mentioned, it's just, it's just the brand. I keep it simple. Uh, medium to dark roast and just uh, some hazelnut creamer. No, no additional sugar, just that. But, yeah, as I was saying, uh, history along the lines also has some domino effects in it. And, yeah, there, there are many, many reasons and examples for domino effects here and there but the one i love the most is just the the biggest in my opinion the biggest one i think of all where a certain man is killed and then we ended up with anime now i'm sure a lot of people have heard this domino effect in particular but it's just one of the most amazing things ever i'm referring to the assassination of franz ferdinand archduke franz ferdinand Leading up to what we have now, like Dragon Ball Z, uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball GT, a lot of Dragon Ball and, you know, Attack on Titan, Death Note, all those, all, all the anime. Because anime comes from the manga, manga being Japanese comics. But anyway, uh, let me delve into that one and explain it in greater detail. So as we know, you know, Austrian Archduke uh, Franz Ferdinand. He was parading around, and then a certain guy from the Black Hand, the Serbian guy, uh, Princep, he just, you know, for reasons, they were kind of a terrorist group, he, he just shot. He shot and killed Franz Ferdinand. So, this, as if anyone remembers, were, was done and happened in the Balkans, which let's like kind of have that mitochondria powerhouse of the cell. Well, the Balkans was. And let's say it again <laughs> together. Uh, the powder keg. So, you know, that happened in the Balkans. And then Austria was like, hey, you know, this happened. And they teamed up with everyone. And, you know, so on and so forth. Basically, World War One happens. In World War One, we all know what happens. The Germans, for some reason, were given most of the blame. Even though it was kind of a Serbian-Austrian uh, conflict. The Germans got too involved into the situation because they were kind of the bigger nation besides the the Ottoman uh, Empire. But the point is, you know, World War One happens, trench warfare, all these things, blah, blah, blah. Well, there was one particular German soldier who fought in the war and was actually spared because he was injured at the time. So that that actually in itself is a domino effect, but it's it's smaller than what I'm getting into. So German sh soldier is spared 
left alive. He goes home. After the war is over, the, you know, the first great war, the war to end all wars, after that, Germany is paying for everything. Restoration and all that. You know, it's their fault. It's Germany's fault as, you know, because Austria and Serbia started it first, but alliances happen and whatnot. We all know the, the history of it. So in the end, Germany in the Treaty of Versailles was told, you can't militarize. You can't have, you know, any land around you and you can't just do anything. You're you're basically going to be our source of money, even though you don't have money. So here's some money. Now pay it off to everyone else. OK, now you owe us money. Anyway, it was a vicious, vicious cycle of paying debts here and there for th something they didn't even start, but they helped tremendously <laughs> and everything. So. A certain man, German soldier, ex-German soldier, saw this and said, you know, this is crap. I don't like this. Screw this. I, I don't want to do this anymore. The German people were such a great people. What happened to us? You know, under the, the empire. What, what happened to that? So he basically ended up going and enlisting people. Like, hey, like, remember how Germany used to be? Like, let, let's just do that again. Like, let's just go out there, you know, just bring our country back together. So with that, he basically got a group and they're like, nah, we, we got to pay off debts. The German government was like, we have to pay off debts. You can go to jail. So he was he went to jail. And then while in jail, he contemplated and he was contemplating, contemplating. He wrote a book and everything. And he basically had some connections where. Uh, he actually was able to get one of his friends in the radio area to be on frequency while he was on trial, saying, you know, the German people need to be re reunited and just be together again. It was this whole thing. And then the German people were like, yeah, maybe we want to be together again. Maybe we, we don't want to pay for what we started or, you know, what we didn't even start. So it kind of gained traction. And it was just this this whole thing where it was this one man and he, he grew to power and just became bigger and big. And in case you guys haven't picked up yet, I'm talking about good old. No, he wasn't good. And he was nowhere near good. The, the man was deranged. By the way, he he was rejected at art school. Uh, talking about uh, Addie, Addie Hisler. <laughs> Uh, if you know what I'm talking about when I say Hitler, then you know exactly your your French philosophy and history. But anyway, uh, he ended up rising to power out of just having some connections here and there. And then people realizing like, hey, yeah, we should be a good country. We should be the, the country that we used to be. So he ends up doing that. And then he he takes pieces of land. And now, first of all, he's taking land and he's secretly, but not secretly, building a military. And England was like, hey, 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 you, you can't do that. But then, you know, Hitler was like, no, I'm just reuniting the German speaking people. And yeah, and that was his excuse for everything while taking pieces all around the, the nation of Germany. 
So they were like, okay, yeah, fine, go ahead. Uh, you know, just keep all the German-speaking people to yourself. And, you know, you remember, you can't have a military. And then he, he was like, yeah, 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 no problem. So then things basically got out of hand. A new political party rose to power and everything. And they brought Germany out of a rut. You know, granted everything that they did, but the 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 nation was like, man, this is actually going great. It, it was just this this from all these programs and whatnot actually helped people, and it was like, oh my goodness, this guy, he's just amazing, is what they thought. And you know, it was going all great until he invaded Poland, and he told Russia, hey, uh, if you help me invade Poland, you can have the other half of Poland. And then that's when it went too far because they were like, wait, 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 wait. Poland doesn't have any German-speaking people. But it's just like, and, and they were just all like, okay, this went too far. It, it went way too far than it should have. So because of this, they kind of had this idea like, oh, you know, we can just have this, you know, piece of land. They're not going to do anything. They didn't do anything before. We're going to just keep it this way. And during the time, the U.S. just said, you know what? You deal with your own thing. Look, look what happened to us after World War One, or, you know, the Great War. We're not going to get involved in European conflicts anymore because uh, we're in a rut ourselves. So, you know, deal with that yourselves. Have fun. So Europe didn't have fun with that. It, it went out of hand. <laughs> it went further than expected. And it took a left turn. It didn't go into paradise. It went to just the seventh circle of hell so that just resulted in italy saying hey that guy's pretty good he's taking land you know he's a great speaker yeah let me join him and so italy did and the japan the same thing like oh you know we're on the other side of the the continent but can we join in on the fun he's like yeah come on you, you know what you can take china you can take parts of china and whatnot so that's what ended up happening it, w it was just this this whole thing and then the <laughs> nation of Nazi Germany ended up just getting out of hand. And the U.S. was still like, no, that's that's your thing. We see what's happening, but deal it, <laughs> deal with it yourselves. We, again, we, we're in a rut. This can't happen anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, love America. So that ended up happening. Japan was also increasing and growing in size and... Russia was kind of in it, in on it as well, but uh, I mean that you know obviously ended a little while after after uh, uh, Adolf ended the non-aggression pact, and it's like oh you know what we're gonna take Russia too since we're actually this far we're gonna take some of Russia, and then Stalin was like dude, the heck. So after that, uh, things just went out of hand. Now and again, this is the beginning of World War Two. So with that. Everyone knows what happens, and then uh, Japan got a little overzealous and had a surprise attack against America, i.e. Pearl Harbor. And, you know, Japan was like, hey, Germany, uh, I just attacked America to get one of their bases. You, you think that's going to help us? And Germany was like, what? Oh, wait, what did you do? And then America got involved. At first, America was like, you know what? That's it. You messed with us. We're We're going to... We're going to retaliate. So after that, uh, business was a booming when World War II happened for America because it became a total war effort and it just basically increased the economy. 
everyone was going through it. And then war bonds became a thing. And it was just increasing everything. It's just America became this this superpower of basically just tremendous force. So not only that, does uh, Nazi Germany have an Eastern Front and a Western Front battle again? I didn't mention that in World War One, but they basically had an East and a West Front war. But uh, one, they were fighting the Russians, and the other on the uh, Eastern Front and on the Western Front, they were fighting the Americans and uh, later on the French after they were liberated. But Japan was fighting in the Pacific Theater along with the West Coast of uh, the United States. So, I mean, that really spoke a lot. And, I mean, not, not spoke a lot, but you were able to tell who was in what side of the war. Just really, like, if you're from the East Coast, you fought in Germany. If you're from the West Coast, you fought in Japan. Or, you know, the islands and then leading up to Japan. So, it was just a mess. We all know what happens. And, you know, the history of that is just gruesome. Where we finally defeated the Germans and all that. And then Japan was like, nope, you know what? Italy, you know, wussed out. Germany was defeated. But we, Japan, we took down Russia. Which was another little fact that was on the side. But we took down Russia, a pretty giant country. I'm, we think we can take down America. And then America, while they defeated Germany, they were like, oh, you guys are German scientists? Okay, come with us. Or, you know, you're coming with us. And then they developed, you know, the atom bomb. So with that, uh, they, as we know, dropped two <laughs> atomic bombs on Japan. One was uh, in Hiroshima. That was a calculated one. And, you know, no one knew the devastation of this because it was kind of a test slash run for it because, you know, I mean, yeah, there were tests. But the 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 fact of it is no one knew what the devastation would be. <laughs> then they saw it on China, on Hiroshima. And then they said, oh, and Japan said, oh, and Germany said, oh, and Russia said, wait a minute. So basically, it was this big surprise for everybody. Russia was like, hold on, this we're allies, remember that? We're allies. But anyway, uh, the Japanese after that said, you know what? No, we're going to keep going. Like, we're pretty sure that was the first and only one. But then, uh, no, America had a list. Uh, that's a little known fact as well. There was actually basically this hit list of cities, major cities and areas where there were barracks and munitions the Japanese uh, Nagasaki which was the second bomb site uh, was actually third on the list the the second I forgot what the original second location was but it was not Nagasaki Nagasaki was third it was still on the list it was third though because the second bomb drop was uh, I think on that day it was just cloudy where they couldn't see anything and so they said, okay, we got to move to Nagasaki. And so they went to Nagasaki. And after that, you know, the Japanese said, okay, that's it. Uh, we we give up. <laughs> so that was the end of World War II. And after that, you know, we have basically the entire continent of Europe in ruins. We have Japan in ruins. We have America become a superpower as a result of everything. And after that, it was like, number one of the free world so 
with that, Japan becomes this desolate place and just, you know, just terrible and ruins. Like I said, it was a devastation of of no other kind because, again, no one knew the devastation of the actual atomic bomb before this. So people were just scraping the bottom of the barrel trying to survive. And, you know, there was radiation poisoning and everything of that sort. Uh, and because of that, their economy tanked. Japan's economy tanked and it was just terrible. So one day a man decided, I, I don't have his name though. Some, some man had this idea of, you know what? We're in a depression, like a literal depression. <laughs> and... We, we just have to lighten people's moods. So he ended up making these comics called manga. And it was just to lighten people's moods. Like, yeah, like we we went through a lot. But here, let's just enjoy our time. Just read a comic. Have some fun. And this actually picked up the economy. Japan ended up basically banking off these comic books and... Then there were more comic books sprouting up everywhere, and soon enough, the comic books were adapted, you know, 40, down, uh, 40 years down the road into actual cartoons called anime. So it became this thing where comic books were made, and then they were da- um, adapted into, into actual cartoons. So it, w- it just became this, this powerhouse in Japan where, for a while, manga and anime were their number one economic growth system and it just took off and now we just have this culture of you know weebs and people who just take anime too seriously in america so in a sense it's like japan is controlling our culture (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding but yeah that that basically right there is the explanation and domino effect of how the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand led to America adopting weep culture. <laughs> I mean, it's an oversimplification, but <laughs> I mean, think about it. Archduke Franz Ferdinand dies. World War One happens. Hitler was in World War One. He doesn't like how Germany's being treated. He becomes the the head of Germany. He then makes World War Two happen. Japan gets involved. Japan gets bombed. It gets, you know ruined and then we have manga so yeah that's the short end of it but i you know in great detail explained it (laughs) i mean that's just history that's just one example of the domino effect in history playing itself out i mean there are other great examples but that's just one of them and frankly again history is one of the most interesting things ever i mean like I get it. Some people are like, I don't care about history. Like, that was the past. Don't bring up the past. Well, I mean, you say that, but I'm pretty sure like half the people who say don't bring up the past do bring up the past when it comes in a relationship. But hey, that's not my, that's just, you know, none of my business. I'm just putting in my two cents. Maybe we have to learn about history just not to repeat the past. You can't repeat the past. I mean, of course you can, but, you know, history doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. So... I'm your host, Vince Valentine, and this has been Bottom Line with Valentine.